Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the 2019 Black History Month campaign, Icons, Rockstars, and Innovators. I am the co-host and co-producer of Mixed Company Podcast, as you know, and we're doing this in conjunction and partnership with the Advertising Club of New York. So today I have a true legend, um, a true innovator, a rock star, and an icon for the industry. I'm here with Mr. Bernard Bernie Drayton, who we will continue to call Mr. Bernie. Bernie, how are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you so much yeah, for being here. I'm, I'm sure you're busy. Oh, all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> all the time? <laughs> yeah. No, I just try to stay moving. Good. You know, I mean, some of my my older friends, I got friends that are like in their 90s. Mm -hmm. And their, their advice is just keep moving. All right. Well, that's good <laughs> so advice for I, all of us. So I stay moving. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm actually really looking forward to our conversation. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, we are earmarking the golden era of black advertising, which we uh, have decided or have talked about being the late 1960s to the early 1990s. Mm -hmm. um, because we really want to get an idea of, you know, all of the innovations and all of the people that deserve their uh, recognition and celebration this February, which is Black History Month. Right. So before we even get into that, I want to hear a little bit more about you, your story, and your journey. Can you tell me about how you got into this business um, and, and, you know, where did you stop? Well, I always, well, like I said, when I, when I was growing up, I was in high school and I was playing trumpet. Mm. And I thought I was either going to be like Lee Morgan or okay. Miles Davis and, you know, I was cool. I had my so you were cool. So, you were oh, cool, please. dude. <laughs> and and um, things evolved. Uh, my daughter was born in my last year of high school. Mm -hmm. My trumpet was stolen. I had to find a gig, mm -hmm. you know. So along the way, I discovered photography okay. was another area that I had some creative skills in. And so I was pursuing that for a while. And <clears throat> Roy DeCarava, who I thought I was going to be, he or either um, who's a brother from Time Life. Okay. Uh, and I, <laughs> uh, he's, he's the one that was mentoring me and said, you know, your photography's okay. okay. He said, but, you know, your heart is in music. And you need to pursue that, you know. So before you commit to this photography. Okay, he, he was like, you, you're a good photographer, but yeah. uh, I have a better idea for yeah. you. Okay. And, and uh, so I had a friend from Brooklyn, mm -hmm. a brother who was in the industry as a producer, full producer at, I think, uh, Gray Advertising at the time, named Ray Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew him as Lionel, but oh. in the industry he was Ray Johnson. That's all right. <laughs> And, and Ray recommended me for this gig uh, at a music production company um, called Herman Adele Associates. Okay. And uh, so I went and interviewed in Herman Adele, and we hit it off, and I joined this company. And so and along the way, Herman was like a real good mentor as well, mm -hmm. and, and he, I tell this story because 
you know, you know how we be sometimes. I was fronting and I was cute and cool and all of that. You had the swagger ready to go. Oh, yeah. And, and this was like six months, nine months, a year later. And he one day said to me, you know, I want you to come and sit this evening and sit down and we got to talk. And I said, okay. <laughs> so I went in and sat down with him. And he said, you know, he said, you're really good. He said, you're better than me and I'm good. Mm -hmm. He said, if I didn't think you were bullshitting yourself, <laughs> I would fire you. Mm -hmm. And began, you know, to give me some insights into all of that commentary. He and, told you about yourself a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and but it was man, the, one of the one of the best things that happened yep. for me, man, because the rest was history after that, you know. And he was always there, you know. And that's why, you know, when when people. Uh, what are these programs? And not the diversity thing, but when they hire people with a preference, what do they call that? When they hire people with a preference? Yeah. Um, talking about affirmative action? Yeah, affirmative okay. action. I mean, that's what true affirmative action is about. You know, it's Got like, it. you just can't, okay, give, give somebody a shot mm -hmm. and throw them in the pool. And, you know, if they can swim, okay. If not, they just go. You know? Sounds like my career. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, it, it's that's why I believe in mentorship. Yep. You know, and, and, I think that's really important and I, as well. Yeah, and, and throughout everything that I've done, uh, I've had good mentors. You know, good people giving me some guidance. Definitely. And On the topic of mentorship, I know um, a lot of uh, multicultural agencies um, have been mentioned as we've been putting together this content series, um, recognizing that a lot of mentors have come out of those agencies. Can you tell us a little bit about um, why do you think uh, agencies like Burrell and uh, Uniworld have been able to sustain so long in this industry and um, create an atmosphere of mentorship for a lot of today's leading black advertising professionals? Well, the only one I can speak to today that I'm really in touch with is, is some of the Burrell people. Mm -hmm. And maybe Carol H. Williams. People people don't mention that sister mm -hmm. a lot, you know. And and she she built. She's still an independent agency, yep. you know. Um, and we we all benefit by help from other people, you know. My my only thing with, with when I would bring young guys on, my my. Only thing to them, commitment-wise, was that you pass this on to worthy mm. people. You know, uh, I don't want anything else. I'm not looking for anything else. Just do good work, and then when you have an opportunity, pass it on. Reach you know? back, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, I, you know, I didn't get too much mentorship from the agencies. Mm -hmm. You know, I, as a matter of fact, I brought more to them than uh, I got from them mm -hmm. in terms of that. You know. Um, had, you know, great people I worked with. Um, the, one of the keys, one of, one of the things, elements I found missing in the later years was the trust mm. and respect that I had from day one from most people, even in, in the general market. Like I did, I was in the general market for at least 10 years mm -hmm. before I even I mean, I would do some projects, I would like this BC powder stuff. It was 
in, in, would run in the South on the radio. We'd use all black talent and everything. Nice. But other than that, I was like doing Dr. Pepper and Chevrolet and you know, like major accounts like that in the general market. And the, you know, mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, Herman <laughs> told me at one point, I remember seeing, you know, Ron Carter, all my favorite jazz musicians going down the hallway. That's me. exciting. Yeah, to play a session for some cigarette ad or something oh, okay. like that. So I said, man, I wish I was doing that. And Herman said, no, you just wait. You, you get to do that. He said, because like, if you do that now, they're just going to label you as the black mm. guy that do black music, you know. But I would just always put out front uh, and support it. Um, matter of fact, I didn't even produce my stuff for years. Interesting. Because I had other people who were producing it. And, uh, Till I finally worked with a brother named uh, Leon Pendarvis, a piano player, arranger, composer. And he does a lot of these Saturday Night Live things. He's in that oh, band. Oh, cool. And All this history. You're yeah. just giving it to him. And, this is and, great. And he, he, we produced an album together with one of my clients, a young guy from, I met in Chicago, was at Burnett and moved to San Francisco. He was a young gay guy, and George McMahon, and, and he called me up. We did a lot of work just in general, but he called me up one day and said, man, I got this record project for us. Mm. I said, yeah, I said, what is it? He said, well, they're having this big gay ball in San Francisco called The Stars. Mm -hmm. This is 1979, height of the disco era. Okay. And Kind of the golden age of advertising yeah, too, right? Yeah, and I and he said, and I wrote this song. Uh, you think we can get Penn to do it? And and, and uh, I think we used Yolanda McCullough as a singer on that. And we produced this record. Mm -hmm. So along this in this process of producing the record, Leon said, Look, I ain't doing this by myself. He said, Y'all gonna learn how to produce. Okay. And it just fine-tuned my production things, and I was like. Sure, I, I could do this. Now you can do all the things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I said, I, uh, what made me think I couldn't, you know? It's funny that you mention uh, general market um, mm. because there are quite a lot of people that have only general market experiences mm -hmm. and particularly being of color um, and young in the business, we find it oftentimes challenging to navigate that side of the business. Recognizing that you uh, came in in the earlier years, or like we're talking about the golden age of black advertising, mm -hmm. what was your experience as a man of color uh, navigating the general market agencies? Well, because of the uniqueness of the time, I mean, it was just like right on the edge of coming out of the civil rights era. Mm -hmm. So there was a different consciousness amongst white folks, mm -hmm. uh, particularly younger people and creative, young creative people. So there was a more of an acceptance, and once, once I, like I said, oh, just leave me there, let me meet people, I'll take care of myself. You got it, okay. And, and once I got there, I mean, I established a trust. They could see I could do the gig and do it good. Uh, so there was never a problem. I had like a, uh, a pretty good life. And I, I didn't have any stress, you know. Uh, along that. I might have gotten more stress out from black folks in that period okay. than, than I did from the, the people in the general market side. I mean, I've got lifelong friends that Amazing. I'm still in contact with every day. You know, it's like guys like Della Femina, 
-hmm. and, and his partner, Ron Travisano, um, they just opened their place up. That's you know, amazing. You know, I didn't, I didn't have to prove myself, you know. You were just on. there to do good work. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, so I had, a, I had a pretty good time coming along. Um, I didn't discover have any kind of real problems till later. That is okay. Uh, that's why I quit. That's why that I left. That is why you quit. You know, because I mean, the things were changing. It's changing everywhere and all around, and we did it at the best of times with the best of people, mm -hmm. uh, best materials, and and just everything. You know, I'd go to Rome to record a radio spot for Alitalia, you know. Mm. So, it sounds yeah. like it really was the golden era. Yeah, for you know, you. I mean, for me it was it was great. It was it was good times. And I said, had very little negative, I don't know what they were saying behind my back. But you had a good time. But I had a good time. <laughs> okay, <that's laughs> you, good. you know, uh, so, but, but uh, you know, like I said, those people are still around and still in my life, you know, Got it. On, on all sides of the industry. Are there any moments uh, in your career that you find should be celebrated as, let's say, black advertising history that we can talk about on this series? Well, there's a couple of instances, you know. Um, and it's like, the, my, my three best places that I've worked were like, when, once I made that transition, okay. I consciously made this transition because it was available now, and it was doing music that I loved just just naturally. Mm -hmm. um, it was like the the Uniworld experience, mm -hmm. the Burrell experience, and the Carol H experience, and they each were different, you know, because it's different creatives, different approaches, and all that. But the one prevailing thing that in our work relationship was love, mm. trust, and respect. Um, which, you know, I was part of the team. You know, I just didn't come in to provide you with this thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Valerie would call me up and say, hey, B, we got this thing I'm thinking about, you know, why don't you come down and see what you think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd kick some ideas around and, it, you know, it all worked with the music and, uh, and, and so it was, it was that kind of relationship. Right. And, and we all loved what we did. It sounds like family, yeah. really. Yeah, and you know, because I, I called the creative side of advertising the last vestige of commissioned art. Okay, all right. Yeah, because it was, you know, it used to be the king going to Handel, hey, give me some water music, you know, so, but now it's like Dr. Pepper and Chevrolet and you Burger King. Big brands, you know? okay. Um, so, I mean, I had a really good time, you know. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm extremely jealous right now, so thank you. <laughs> and, they, and, you know, and I don't think, just from what I see on the air, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't want to be doing it, because it's like shallow, so much of it. Got it. Uh, and and I'm, I'm tired of seeing Negroes dancing lately. Mm -hmm. You know, um, <laughs> you know if, he, if he's doing we, they, a, a spot, you know. People do other things. People of color have other talents. I yeah, you. you know, it's We're like. smart. That's like, you know, the, the minstrel show all over again, you know. But that's from not having, hopefully not having any black input. Mm, you know, I hear or you. cultural input. Which is why we need more diversity. We yeah. need more people that can see yeah. uh, people of color in a different light, in right. a, di in a different uh, perspective. Because people wouldn't wind up in 
in trouble and the problems that they have. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, we didn't understand. We didn't know that. Yeah, but mm -hmm. if you had that sister in there writing this, she would have told you. She would have told don't you. Don't do that. You know, just at least have her in the room. Okay. You know, um, some cultural yeah. quality yeah. assurance. Yeah. Got it. Right. Amazing. Well, Mr. Bernie, thank you so much for being a part of this series. It has been nothing short of a nostalgic uh, trip down memory lane that. Mm. I only wish I could have been there to experience, but I definitely want to try to bring more of that trust into my own uh, experiences in this business. And mm -hmm. thank you all for continuing to watch this series of icons, rock stars, and innovators. And we will be back with more. Thank you. Mm -hmm.